Well, hey there, and welcome back. This is Ad Speaks Houston, the multi-Addy award-winning podcast, giving you the inside scoop on Houston advertising and marketing, created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter at aaf-houston.net. Here at the start of the year, January 2024, we started off with an incredibly cool luncheon for the American Advertising Federation Houston. It was a look at the fifth revolution of generative AI and the changing face of how creative studios will work with that AI. Great program. A lot of people were there and they loved it. The program was set up by Sorsha Gordon, who is the program's chair for the American Advertising Federation Houston. Damien Clausens is creative director of Surging Panda, and he was our uh, guest speaker at that January event. And I got to tell you something. As I said, it created a lot of interest, and we will continue uh, on that theme, on that thread, as we uh, go throughout the year here in 2024. Uh, AI is a big deal, a big deal in our lives, big deal in our businesses, and a big, big deal in our industry, the advertising industry. So we had the luncheon, lots of great folks came, and they loved it, loved it, loved it. So we had a chance to sit down today with both Damien and Sorsha and talk a little bit more about who they are and, and what they do in our industry. And it is indeed fascinating. Enjoy the conversation. I've never seen anybody so on fire for just loving what they do. It's like, Gee, you got a you got a great attitude here, and 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 uh, we talked before we started recording this podcast. Is man, I'm glad you guys are here. Houston, Houston needs more of your energy, more of the things that you bring to uh, to our industry. Thank you. Uh, so, just to, if you have any friends who are just like you, invite them to come well, on. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can bring them. Yeah, I, you bring say, hey, Houston's great, and uh, they can live in Kingwood or probably somewhere else. I don't know. I'm on a mission. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I think you are. Sorsha Gordon, INE Brigade is the is the company, uh, and a lot of other things. A highly adaptable and collaborative self starter who has a proven track record in building, retaining. I took this right off of LinkedIn. <laughs> retaining, yeah. and owning client relationships, motivated. It's all it's so true. Motivated by a fast paced, dynamic environment, the data driven field is where uh, she chose to be inspired by the race and technology her career has traveled from managing timeless traditional media campaigns that would, would that be radio yeah and to <laughs> developing whirlwind digital and social campaigns driven by machine learning and artificial intelligence which is the perfect cue for damian clausen's founder creative director of surging panda how'd i do that's a Very pretty well. good design-led us-based Ozbred. I, I love that Ozbred. that means you're uh, in, in amazingly creative. I put creativity to work to make brands loved, products great, and experiences memorable. Four kids, awesome wife. Okay, I like that. <laughs> Raised on the northern beaches of Sydney, where it's wintertime right now, right? Yes. Or maybe it's turning into spring right now. Who knows? Yeah, it's like Or fall or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and everything's Definitely upside backwards. down. Yes. Definitely backwards. 17 years <laughs> in New York, a recent Houstonian. You go by Demo. Demo, yeah, that's Demo. Australian. 
affectation. Yeah. Okay. We, we always shorten people's names. And so you, you said your name is Chuck at Starbucks. Why don't you use Demo? They would not have spelled no, that. No, because then okay. I get that with a Y in it and stuff like <laughs> that. That's, that's crazy. You've been do, you've been doing this for quite a long time, and not not just in one place. You've been just about everywhere in the world. Yeah, you? I mean, Sorcerer and I we well, we met in London through mm-hmm. work, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's the cool thing about a design job. You know, creativity. Um, Everything's better with design, so you get to move around the world. That's why. That's one of the things I always say to students. You know, you you're in you're in the creative industry. You can kind of work anywhere in the world if you put your mind to it. I know that sounds cliche, but but it, but it's true. But it, it, it pans out. You know, people do it. And don't know. you think that global exposure has uh, driven a little bit better or a higher level of creativity because you have experienced different things around the world? Don't you think that's important? I I do. I but I, I think just on a societal level. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental. Like we know when you're, you know, we always, and not to take this into a political discussion, but, you know, you it's always a question. It's like, you know, what is our society made up of? Is You yeah. know, when you have lots of different ideas coming together, you've got great dialogue, you have um, professional and mediated discourse, you end up having a blossoming of, of ideas. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're an open-minded person and you have a willingness to travel, it's like extra crowns in your crown box. You you can paint with different colors, which yeah. are different ideas, different thoughts, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, I always say to Sorsha, if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, I could say I lived a full life because I had worked See, in is, London. Oh, what a great thing. Isn't that neat? Wow. 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 <laughs> what have we done? We've done what about London. you? Would you like to get hit yeah, by yeah, a bus yeah, tomorrow, yeah. Sorsha? No. No, no <laughs> I so. lost the will to live during COVID, but yes. We did London, Copenhagen, Italy, uh, Italy, India. India, uh, I worked in Seoul, in Korea, Paris. Um, It's easier to name places we haven't. And my my father, I was brought up, um, my father worked for the United Nations. Oh, wow. So we lived in many different countries. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Frequent flyer miles. Absolutely. You got got a few of those. I think so. I think so. You were a presenter. I I missed this luncheon. I apologize for that. Mm. But I heard nothing but amazing things about it. Uh, it was uh, back in January. Look at the uh, fifth uh, revolution of generative AI and the changing face of how creative studios will work. That's an important thing. That's mm. an, you know, as a voice actor, we we are looking at that very seriously as well. It's like, okay, you're gonna replace me with mm. what? And that's the scary part that I think puts people and pushes people back. Uh, about mm. AI, it's like uh, I don't think I like this very much. But the thing is, AI has a, a tremendous upside mm. uh, above and beyond that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I would. I, when I did that talk with the AAF, I mean, obviously you can get into, and we've all heard it in the news with ChatGPT and things like that. There's a, a real lot of ethical considerations about what do these tools do. Yeah, It's like an Oppenheimer moment. Like, we know we can build it, but oh, should true. we? That's true. Uh, what I tried to show people that day, like, yes, there are those things, but Look at these tools as like an extra set of paintbrushes, pens, pencils in your creative toolbox. Yes, yes. So sort of I did bring up, you know, when I first got into the industry almost 30 years ago, Max had entered the creative arts. Okay. At Macintosh, Apple Macintosh computers. And right, right. When I was a kid, when I went first went in the studio, there's one lonely one sitting in a corner and they were testing it out to do typesetting. You know, and oh people my. still do using rub down type, bromide cameras, ruby yeah. lith, the paste up method. In a couple of years, by the time I graduated, 
college, you know, in, in 96, 97, Macs were firmly embedded. So that was like a massive sea change then. And I think that's what we're having now, if I could relate it to that, is there's just been this sort of like Cambrian explosion of tools. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll all survive. Obviously, there'll be market attrition and the popular ones, the best ones will come out. But if we front load this technology in our creative process, it doesn't replace us. No. It actually enables us to be even more expressive, more creative. And um, I think I think that's – I'm a sort of a cup half full guy when it comes to that. I I, right. I don't think the robots are coming and you – know, <laughs> the apocalypse, here. yeah. By the way, there is – speaking of uh, AI, and this is totally off of uh, the advertising thing. I, we're doing an event uh, here in Sugarland, and uh, one, of the, one of the news feeds talked about um, – uh, an air taxi service coming out of Sugarland Airport, uh, funded by in part by Boeing. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing called Whisk. Yeah, it is a four place air taxi autonomous. There is no pilot. Mm. You push the button and you go wherever you need to go. Uh, yeah, three bucks a mile. They're thinking of charging. That's AI as well. The same thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like that's yeah. one sector of AI which is you know edge computing because you're at the they call that the edge, you know, you know, not sure. up in the cloud. You're actually there in a device, a machine. Um, but also, too, that, you know, we, we haven't even got it right with cars yet. I guess it might no, be. No, we don't have it right with cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I think maybe. Would you Would you, in, in would you do that? Would you? Okay, I don't know what kind of cars you drive. Let's talk about that for a minute. He's okay. an early adopter. He would do anything first. Okay, and you he would really try and would. It. <laughs> you would you be sitting in the driver's seat just in case when the thing goes haywire that you grab hold of the the wheel? I mean, seriously. Yeah, uh, I. It scares me a little bit. We get in bit. cars every single day, and there yeah. are more accidents in cars than there are in airplanes. I I probably would. In a in an airplane, I would. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I, in a car, no. I dream of you know thousands millions of cars on freeways all sitting two feet away from each other at high speed Uh, all uh, in the uh you know the idea of making efficiency but i I think that that can happen but i actually uh, think it takes away something that we actually like doing like it's nice to control a vehicle it is and sort of yeah. Drive. I think all the driver assistance stuff that's coming with AI, that's fantastic. You well, know, it's like, got lane keep and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah pre-braking, all these sorts of things. Brace but for I, impact. I like that one. Do you ever see that one? Brace for impact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shoot, shoot, yeah. Head between your knees. Yeah. yeah. Raise your tray table. Uh, yeah. But I, I think I think like a fully, completely automated car, you're not really driving then, are you? No, you're not. So and, then- And ironically, airplanes are already doing that, folks. You know that. I mean, right after takeoff, it's you dial in the the mm. airspeed, the heading, and the altitude, and bada bing, mm. there you go. And when it comes time to come down, you uh, you dial in the airspeed, heading, and the altitude. <laughs> they they actually make an airplane now that will land. It's called Auto Land. Mm. That that's been tested and proven, and it works. So when the mm. pilot uh, passes out. You punch the button and it lands itself. So the technology is there. We're, we're, this is crazy technology, folks, that we're talking mm, about. Yeah. Here. You know, you talked about the uh, uh, in my industry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I, I was uh, tape, splicing tape, razor blade. Yeah, sure. And when somebody wanted to make a change, it's like, oh, God, no. Okay, well, sure. In the last, say, 30, 40 years, look at what you're you're sitting in front of a, I a, know. a door, a DAW, Digital Audio Workstation. Yes, it is. Yes. Uh, 
non-linear editing with audio. It changed. It's all non-destructive. Yeah. And if we if we mess this up, it's not messed up. You know, and, I, and I'm sure there was a tape splicer who back oh, in the day got really upset when they saw a computer come into the, uh, the studio. But only for an instant. That was me. Yeah, okay. and then I still have my grease pencil. <laughs> I yeah, do, wow. I do, I do. So, but I don't use it because I don't have a need for it. Any, but yeah. I love the fact that you you've brought uh, a, kind of a, 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 a centric and a centering uh, thing for folks not to freak out mm. that they're being replaced, but they are indeed given being given the tools to to make their jobs even better. Uh, than they could. Is, well, well right? we we brought up with like voiceover artists in particular. Yeah. Um, you know, your voice is your your trademark, if you like, and your ability to modulate it, change it, right. uh, assume a character. Right. That's pretty advanced AI to do that. And like we could digitize like three or four hours of you speaking now, mm-hmm. and I'd be able to get a pretty good simulacrum of you. Yes. Now, is that intended to replace you or could you type in a script from a demo read and then you don't have to go in the booth and do it? and it gives a good enough idea of what your voice is for casting or something like that. I don't know. I, I mean, that's or, See, that's, that's it, cr- crossing, coming close to going, ah, no, yeah, no, about see that, and that, That's uh, the line that these tools sort of trip along is, yeah. I, I think where we're still not with AI from a creative POV is it's fine for the average person to throw something in a chat GPT, it spits back text, and it's like job done. Yeah. But whether you're in the audio arts, the visual arts, the technical arts, one of the key things we want is control. Right. And I don't think AI, the tools that we have today, I mean, they're racing away at breakneck speed. Yeah. But that control we want as artists, as creators, mm-hmm. as, as message makers, that's not quite there yet. So I don't, you know, I maybe if i was 22 i'd be a lot more worried than me at 48 yeah. uh you know if i was at, in the spring but, of my but career isn't technology te- technology cyclical uh, uh what will happen 10 years 20 years down the road uh, is not going to change things really uh, from a human standpoint it will make our jobs a little bit easier i think mm. i think i, I this one i think is going to be despite the sort of the technocracy that you have in Silicon Valley where you know, technology can just fix all ills. Yeah. Uh, I think despite all that, you know, we underestimate where we'll uh, be in 10 years and we always overestimate where we're going to be in one. I think that's Bill Gates who said that. I think it's very logical, yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, um, I think we just have to really think about these tools, about what they mean. In, right. in the world, right. and as opposed to just like throwing them out there, which is a little cavalier in many respects for me, that they well, a little bit more thought ethics. Go I ahead. think the, the best part of the presentation, I'm sorry you weren't there, Ray, was that he, Dame actually spent two days putting a whole ad, I don't know, was it 30 or 60 seconds together? Yes. From the voiceover, the script, mm-hmm. um, you used Mid Journey, uh, you, yeah. you did absolutely everything. It took wow. about two days. Um, and the biggest question from the audience was, you know, how much did that cost you? I mean, if you compare it to a production of doing a commercial shoot, 
and then doing it at home on your computer for two days. Mm. People are like, what was the cost savings on that? And we do a lot of stuff like this in-house for mm. scratch tracks sure. just to get things kind of the ball rolling with the client. Absolutely, um, yeah. Storyboards, yeah, yeah. mood yeah. boards. Um, but the fact that realization that that Damien made that ad and it could have gone on broadcast. It was amazing. Oh, no, no, no. It could have done. It no, was a no, really no, good no. ad. <laughs> oh, he's also <laughs> humble. Well, it could have gone I like on the that. Web. I like yeah. that. No, it, it, but you're probably right. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I wish I was there. You know, I was thinking about this too as well. You need to, uh, I need to get you on the speakers list for District 10. District 10 is, unless you're already there, uh, that is. Uh, well, Advention, yeah, but uh, District 10 is Oklahoma, oh, right. uh, East, uh, Western Arkansas, uh, Western Louisiana, uh, and, of course, Texas and everything. But they have a speaker's uh, list. You need to be there. Oh, okay. give it a shot if they'll have me. I think yeah. that's, uh, it, On that note, very speakers, kind of the uh, IBM speaker from New York is coming down. Oh, yeah, David Bryan. in March. Yeah. Yes, for Advention. No, 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 for, for the luncheon, for the luncheon. For the luncheon, Let's yeah. talk about that. Can we talk about that? We can yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so. Because we don't know what he's talking about okay yeah. well we we do, we do. i need but you I, to promise yeah, if you're listening yeah. to this that you're going to forget everything you heard <laughs> and don't tell anybody okay gee that'll cause everybody it's a teaser so, so let's teaser. talk oh yeah talk about the march luncheon as well as much as we can okay so this year uh we wanted to have a strategy for our luncheon talks and have a theme and some form of continuation so we started yeah with, you're the programs chair i am indeed yes okay. um we started with ai she got the corner office it's good we do a survey and really try and uh, understand what people want um and here in houston i mean i'm really really astounded by the amount of uh creativity there is down here i've come from big cities there is a lot a lot of talent yes so we sent a survey out and asked these um, our members, you know, what do you want to hear about? Yeah. And they're probably 50-50, 50 creative, 50 strategy or small business. And they want to be kept abreast of the new innovations that are going out there. And AI has been a, a theme of uh, topic at the moment. So we took mm -hmm. that and the creative teams that were there were wowed by what Damien was presenting. Yes. Um, and now they want more. So um, <laughs> our next speaker, um, his name is David Bryant. He is the chief experience officer for IBM. Now, this quantum. is IBM, IBM Quantum, Quantum IBM Mechanics. Quantum, yeah. And the... Quantum computing. What role would that play in advertising and marketing? Oh, so yeah. here we are. We've just done the digital transformation. Now we've got AI and we're running at this rapid speed. And now there's going to be quantum and well, anytime you put quantum in the, in, the, in, the, in the name, it has to be phenomenal. It's, it's bonkers science. It it's is. really. I mean, the, 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 is, where is he from? Is he from New York? Or where, where is he from? the UK he, originally. He's actually but, British. He's yeah, but he's ex. coming from the UK. No, no, he's coming no, from New York. Coming from New He's based in New York. He, oh. he was our neighbor when we lived back in New York. So, but he's also yeah. ex agency. He's ex -agency worked for all the big guy. agencies. Um, I'm wow. going to say he's some kind of data scientist. I, uh, what is he, a data scientist? He's a super, super smart guy. Very brainy guy. Um, yeah. But he'll be able to bring it down to our level and, and speak to it in a language that we'll understand, <laughs> I hope. And I think if any, all our members, if they come away with that, I've learned something today and I want to learn more. That's it, the We've key. done our job. We've That's really done our key. job. And um, yeah. we're combining advertising with the whole theme of innovation and mm -hmm. um, it's a fast-moving train right now, and people want to be on board. So I love the uh, I love the focus on where it's going, and that's true. You know, you you a lot of people want to speak and talk about things, but you've got to have purpose for that, mm -hmm. and you also have to have a desire from the the membership uh, of that organization. So it has to make sense. They don't want to go there and hear a pitch. 
They don't want to go to a Tupperware party. You ever go to a Tupperware party? No. I've been to one of those. Okay. <laughs> so that what, what happens is when you get the focus, and that's beautiful that you're doing that, when you get the focus on what people want to hear and give them something of value, you grow the organization because mm-hmm. it becomes mm. legitimate and purposeful. And that's exactly uh, what we're finding. Like we talked about in the, in the lobby, be intentional. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you need to do and then go do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said when you first came to this luncheon, it's like, oh, a tornado has come to town. It's a good thing. What 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 drew you to be more um, participative with uh, American Ad Federation in Houston? Had to be COVID. I was working remotely from home. We had just moved down from New York. Dame and I were hmm. sharing an office. Okay. Um, and we didn't really, apart from my neighbors, we weren't get, really getting out. Um, and I wanted to give back. I'm, you know, a ripe old age now, and I want to give back to the industry. I mentor some Sweet. students mm. at Sam Houston University. Um, I've always pushing Damon to become a professor because oh, I like that. I, yeah, I, I, he's got to start giving back. He knows so much about the industry. Right. We started, you know, putting bricks and mortar companies on the internet. We were there before all this happened. A traditional dot com traditional media. You know, that makes you that makes you better qualified to understand what's going on in the future when you've been there before. It does no, it yeah. certainly does. And yeah. there's a lot that we can bring to the table and just share those learnings. But I'm doing Dame and I are doing a talk at Sam Houston University on Monday evening to some students. Oh yeah. And there, there is this sense of fear. It's like, have I learned the right things to take out there into the market? You know, what does the market want? And mm. You you know that you 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 feel comfortable when you figure out that you are doing the right thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, you know, I think some of the key things that we need to talk about is you know grit and intention, mm-hmm. and t- taking a risk and yes. just doing something a little bit different. You know, you're all doing the same education, but get out there and and put yourself out there. Oh yeah. And we do bring some of those students to the lunches to make them um, experience what it's like to become a speaker. Wow. Wow. And we're encouraging them to do all that. So everybody at the American Ad Federation in Houston is jumping up and down right now. They're, I can't believe these people are here. It's a wonderful thing. <laughs> Damien, what inspires you about advertising? What do you love about the biz of advertising or uh, in general? What, what do you love I, what you do? It's changed over the years. I think now at this point in my career, um, I think the biggest thing is just the the privilege of working with really smart creative people mm-hmm. um you know i was at the award show um the other night that we went there and um uh, i think it was uh, hierarchy advertising hierarchy, they, they yeah. picked up a slew of awards for their work for the houston just Opera. a couple they needed a pickup truck yeah well i actually saw the founder on the way out he was he was lugging down a uh, yeah, awards? A, a box a, a cooler full of uh, awards but I, I was just really impressed with you know, I just looked at that work and, you know, as a designer yeah. myself, I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it has the touch, uh, the craft, as we say. I even went up to the team and said, who was the typographer mm-hmm. on that one? You know, because I wanted, I just, yeah. the typesetting was beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and obviously the award's a testament to the care and love they put. So right. for me, I think that's what keeps me going. But also too, like uh, working on some accounts now, like, one, funny enough, with the AI space, I'm going to be working with NVIDIA. They're mm-hmm. the 
company that just got valued at two trillion dollars oh, uh, the last what they're week. Doing. And they, they're that, they're yeah. famous for their graphics cards, like oh, for gaming computers. But my grandson told me all about those, and he wants the newest ones all the time. Right? Yeah. Right. And they, Appa, did you know I need this version? It's like <laughs> okay, sure, because you have to. Expensive pieces of kit, but, um, but yeah. that technology that's in them—that's is what's driving this AI yeah. revolution. And yeah. So, you know. Getting on an account like that and then being able to peel apart their business, yeah. understand how, how do you take what all that innovation and amazing stuff they're doing, how do you make it relatable to people? Like That's one thing that David will share mm-hmm. to sort of loop it back to the next speak, uh, speaker. Quantum computing is bon- bonkers. Superposition of quarks, particles, and stuff like that. You know, it's really yeah. out there science. And these computers run at temperatures colder than space. So you're talking lower than minus 275 degrees Kelvin. Really? I mean, it's really science-bending stuff. Okay. David, as the chief experience officer and, like, marketer, strategist, he – how do you relate that technology to a bunch of C-suite executives right. who are going to write a check yeah. for one of the most expensive things? You tell a good buy? story. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so um, – You tell a very good story. <laughs> that's really interesting. I think I think he'll be – you know, he's quite a dynamic guy and his innate understanding of the technology, but because he's worked at places like Google and, and stuff like that, yeah. in a marketing advertising capacity, right. he's got that ability to be a good storyteller. Yeah. And I think that, you know, telling stories in advertising, I mean, I could talk to leg off a horse, but, um, <laughs> you know, telling stories it's, it's is what we thing. should do and yeah. we're not doing, you're not doing our job right. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Thinking, uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you have, we all have heroes in, in our lives. You know, let's go back to, uh, what about you, Sarsha? Did you have somebody in your life that said, said she, uh, he, he or she made you, uh, you know, I'm going to do I this. I do, but I'm a little bit nervous to say it, actually. <laughs> I don't care. Margaret Thatcher. Okay. Are you familiar with who she is? The Iron one Lady. Of, a little Iron bit, Lady, yeah. Iron Lady, one of British Prime Minister, first, yeah. female, first female British Prime Minister. And um, my mother looked up to her. And so, therefore, I looked up to her. Um, she was just such an incredible, strong woman in a male-dominated environment. Yeah. And um, she just never gave up. And she took England, Britain, to a much, much better place. Ooh. And Argu- I, I was, Arguably. Arguably. <laughs> I always look back at her. And then, I obviously, my mother, who unfortunately passed away uh, last year. I'm oh, sorry. Um, my absolute hero. Um, a, a strong a strong woman. Maybe mm-hmm. brought up two children on her own. Yeah. And she she never gave up. There was many hurdles in life, and I that's what made me kind of love stories. Um, my mom was a great great storyteller. Cool. And I the job that I do right now is all about planning. So I really really look for insights, and I could only find that through storytelling. I yeah. listen to people's stories, where they've come from, what they do. Um, and it drives me. It really drives me to work out how to connect with them. And we, we do a lot of segmentation um, work in, in our office when we did some projects for um, vaccination. We were doing every language, um, every culture, every nuance in wow. every city. And we were having to use you know dynamic advertising to really approach those people where they were and what they were doing. Yeah. And we had to learn their daily stories, where, what they were doing, where they were going. Uh, were they going to church? Were they going to places that they felt really comfortable in? It was just a really um, enjoyable way of getting to know people. 
just wow. finding out what they do, how they do it. And you love it. I do. I love it. I That's love listening cool. to people's stories. Yeah. I love asking questions. Damien, who is a hero for you? You know, we talked about George Lois a little a while ago. I just mm. really look up to him. Was there uh, somebody in our industry that was uh, important for you making a decision to do what you do today? It was actually, sounds a bit sappy, it was my father and my uncle Bruce. So my dad, Herman. He's a Dutch immigrant to Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an interesting story, if I just say this, like he was studying to be a graphic designer and then his father got hurt in a work accident. So, you know, back in the day, he was sent off to go to support the family. So he had to sort of give up his wish. Wow. And then my uncle Bruce, uh, such an Australianism, Bruce. <laughs> it's a, such an Australian name, <laughs> Bruce. Uh, but uh, he, was a graphic was de- he was a graphic designer. And so my artistic inc- inclination, I love drawing, I love painting. So my dad was into it uh-huh. and he was like, "That this is a cool job. And then wow. my uncle Bruce was living that job. So he really yeah. brought it to life for me. So those two people, they were the, the two people that said, here is a career that you can do good things in and wow. um, do that. So I would say they're the people that got me in there and then. You know, I think every designer's got their design heroes, you know, David Carson and, you know, Vaughn Oliver. And yeah. I don't know if any of the younger listeners would know who those guys are. But, well, uh, maybe they need to know that <laughs> yeah, as well, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, but you enjoy, you love what you do. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I okay, do. it's challenging sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I, yeah. You have to make sure you don't get too – it's easy to get jaded. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think that well, happens. That's in true any with industry. anything, though, isn't it? When you think about it, yeah. yeah. I just think you know, in a high, uh, like a high intensity feedback culture, mm-hmm. which is creativity and advertising. You know, the older you get, <laughs> you can uh, sometimes it can it can grind. But I I think because you necessarily have it in you to like get that story across, get that image across that idea you, you'll yeah. take the feedback and you push you go back to work the next day yeah with a fresh I mean, yeah. approach and a, and, a, and, a, and a spirit like you have as well which you so demonstrate mm-hmm. uh, uh you love what you do mm-hmm. and it's yeah. true it, you know uh, jim mackinvale uh gallery furniture mm-hmm. if you love what you do you never work a day in your life exactly and i uh, i sometimes uh feel guilty about taking money because I've had such a good time crafting this project. Uh, yeah. It's like, but you know what? Let's go ahead and cash that check. I think it'd be a <laughs> fine idea. It's, it's a lot of fun. Why the heck did you guys, you've been all over the world. Why the heck Houston? What's going on? Oh, you want to you, well, you should I answer that I'll one. I think I'll do yeah. a, a bit of a shout out to my best friend, Layla Pullen. Um, uh, we came to visit her one spring break. This is all your fault. It is Layla. her fault. Actually, she had a mission to achieve this. She was a very good friend from New York, and she moved down here for her husband's job. And when we came to visit her, uh, she was super smart. Just look at the lifestyle down here. You can buy four houses for that well, that's your true. house up in New York. That's There's true. There's no tax. The schools are great. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy pitch. And we were, you yeah. know, Dame and I were working. Did she tell you about the summers and when the she was summers, talking? You can have a swimming pool. And, of course, my well, you... kids are like, swimming pool. Okay. And so we rented a house. I thought, well, it's during COVID. Let's see if we like it and never look back. Wow. Sold the house in New York, gave it all up, and here we are. There you go. What about you, Houston? Much the same as source. You know, you you get down here and the weather's just 
well, for me, as an Australian, it's pretty much awesome <laughs> most of the year. So the weather sucks in Australia? Is that what you're oh, well, saying? Yeah, I <laughs> think people give the weather in Houston an overly hard time. Uh, yeah, I, it's I true. like it. But, uh, that's true. Heck, I'm from Cleveland, were, Ohio. That's where you can talk about the weather there. That's right, living yeah. in England for well, yeah. years. Okay. I bet it's a lot like Cleveland. Or Copenhagen, so. where we Gray. didn't see the sun for nine months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, we can go live at the North Pole. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we... we we just liked it down here, and um, I found people very approachable. Um, I just think Houston's got a fascinating history yeah. as well. And then, I don't know, too, like, we, you know, COVID, you know, were we going to go back into the office? We could work from home. Right. We, we right. were pretty much doing what we did from our little bird's nest office we, we have in the house. we were more effective. We were more yeah. effective. We were getting we so much work done. done at home. Mm. Then yeah. I get to be with my children, you know, have dinner with them, sit down, all of us together as a family, Man, do their that's homework, beautiful. Yeah. be there. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, it seems to be a very privileged way of life. I mean, I have to travel back to New York one week of the month. Um, it's okay. But it's the best of both worlds. One week of the month, is it? you can go anywhere, huh? Well, I just always base it around the five restaurants I'm going to eat at Monday to Friday. <laughs> I, I have no problem with that. that uh, food-driven is a good thing. You guys are both uh, foodies as well, too. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So we got to help them find some, some amazing restaurants. So if you have any ideas, let us know. And let them know and, and, and give them an invite to uh, to uh, one of your restaurants that Please we have do. Here. We're looking for really good Indian restaurants. Indian so restaurants, Indian okay? Indian, fans yes. of Indian food. You can know, okay, just t text them, send them a message or something. You'll find, uh, uh, I'm not going to repeat uh, email addresses here or anything like that, but you know where to find these guys. They're with the American Advertising Federation, Houston, uh, Surging Panda. Where do you, where'd you get a name like Surging Panda, huh? It's a good story. Yeah? Oh, it goes way back, but... Email me, I'll I'll answer it for your your listeners. <laughs> oh, or okay. okay. Or we gotta have a contest. Yeah, no. Where did it come from? Yeah. We were working together in London at Blueberry Agency. Well, you know, all these agencies have got crazy names, but Blueberry and uh, <laughs> they do, don't they? One of our chief technology officers there at the time, James Uton, was it? Is that it? Alton Uton, James Uton. Uh, just a big garrulous man, but really softly spoken and yeah. funny. And he once described himself as a surging panda. Oh. You know, he's like a big, big dude. But once he moved, he was unstoppable. And <laughs> I was, like that. It was sort of also like his physicality, but also his out mental outlook. Yeah, and super smart guy. We kind of like that. Like, we, it's just stuck with us for years. And then we yeah. sort of were like, uh, isn't that how we've been? Like, yeah. we, we kind of mow our way through stands of bamboo which are pretty hard to <laughs> chew through and and get to the the end of something so yeah. yeah it's sort of no big science behind it it was just you know and, fun memory and pandas are cool yeah. so we like but, yeah well, how can you go wrong with a panda yeah hopefully we'll get one back from china they, they took ours away. They said, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, time to go home. So uh, I don't think you can well, have, like, they're on lease, aren't they? they, they, they oh, I bet we pay a pretty yeah. penny to lease yeah. pandas for yeah. New York or something. Uh, Aini Brigade, the practice of giving before receiving. That's the uh, the, uh, the descriptive of the word. It is. I think that's kind of cool. And we really, the, the culture we have there is precisely that. We uh, support veterans post doing their service. And any veteran Ooh. that wants to get into creativity, whether it's production, strategy, project management, account Whoa. management, Whoa. we give them a support system. We put them with a marketing veteran to train them and help them come back into into society. So, wow. um, And to be really, really honest with you, I, I don't know if I could work anywhere else because... 
the skill set that they bring to the table is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, it just pairs really well with what we need from process to kind of research. Um, they're very, very, very focused on the end goal. Um, we, as a team, we work super, super well together. Ooh, wow. And uh, it's nice to be working for an agency that's a bit more philanthropic, that gives back more. I love and it. we give 30% of our profits back to all these wonderful causes. <laughs> Shouldn't we all do we something like that? Yes, yes. we should. <laughs> American Ad Federation Houston, I want you to be very nice to these people because they bring a, an incredible passion for our industry, for our city, uh, for the people here. And great ideas, too. Oh, my. If you if you could take the programs, and that's true with any organization. If you don't have good programs, you don't have an organization. You don't have the things that are important. And and, and Damien, you need to do a podcast. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do a podcast with someone. Yeah, I you know, have a few... I'll have to pitch you some of the ideas one day. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I just like, I, I just, I'm, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. Like yeah. the, just, I love the format. Yeah. Um, I love it that, um, you know, we're in such a world where it's all clicks and hyper visual. Yeah. I do like that ability to hear a conversation in your head between smart people and yeah. interesting people, you know, yeah. colorful backgrounds, you know, or checkered pasts, you know. <laughs> All these sorts of stories. And, Do you have checkered uh, past too? He has oh, a great yeah, sense of humor. He does a few have a squares, past. A few he squares does. on the board. But he also yeah, has yeah. a great sense of humor. Who doesn't, doesn't have a checkered past? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, makes yeah. us who we are but today. I think that's yeah. like podcasts are perfect for telling those stories oh, yeah. and getting those stories out there. So. There are some folks who do the podcast who, what questions are you going to ask me? It's like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> no, because that's not a conversation. That's more of a formatic thingy. That you might see someplace, and we don't do that here. But uh, but you guys are great. You guys are great. You also have to go to the the land of kings. Um, see, we call this the land of sugar. So you're in the land of kings. That's we are. Kingwood. We are for, indeed. You, and they pick folks. up the children from school. So you know, life goes on, and and isn't it cool that both Sorsha and Damien are here in Houston? Yes, that's cool. And part of the American Ad Federation, Houston, that's even more cool. But what you guys have brought to the, the this podcast today is a little bit of you as well. Oh, Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank I'm, you. I'm happy to know you better. And yeah. uh, well, You're a fantastic host. You, I, I loved our conversation before we got gosh. on the recording today. It was great. It's fascinating. Oh, good. Hopefully somebody else will think that too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I like it. laughs> guys, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So I told you it would be good, and it was, wasn't it? If you get a chance to get to know these people a little bit better, it would be a a wise use and a great opportunity to get to know a couple of beautiful people in our industry. Damien and Sorsha, thanks for being a part of our uh, program today. And there you have another Ad Speaks Houston, the multi-Addy award-winning podcast created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter. Find out more at aaf-houston.net. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss a new podcast. Your rating on iTunes will also help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media. We also invite you to meet the people that represent District 10 of the American Advertising Federation. Check out the podcast, Tension, the podcast for District 10. And a reminder, we are on the iHeartMedia platform and on KPRC, 9.50 a.m. in Houston on the radio. If you've got the app, you can listen uh, Sundays to Ad Speaks Houston, the radio program as well. Pretty cool. 
Until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And Speaks Houston, copyright 2024. I'm Ray Shillings.